Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My topic today, Shadow and Light, The Path of Love, came to me as most of my topics come to me when I was doing something completely unrelated to podcasts or writing or doing anything consciously spiritual. Actually, when I try to hard to come up with a topic, they just run like crazy. And then when I let go and I'm doing something else, these little ideas start to percolate through my mind. And so it was with this topic. Somehow I was I was doing something probably pretty ordinary and shadow work, the idea of Carl Jung's shadow work started running through my head. And I was musing about the idea that so many people misunderstand shadow work. The idea of something being in the shadow somehow conjures up the idea that everything that's in the shadow part of your consciousness is bad. It's the negative side of you. It's the part that you don't want to look at. And that is partly true, of course, because um, there's things about myself I'm sure that I can improve, and they're probably shoved back there in that dark closet somewhere. But it's also really important to understand that some of our gifts, our true gifts, are in the shadows as well, because we haven't discovered them yet. So let's back up a little bit and talk about light and shadow. Now, the common thought is, is that light is good and shadow is bad, but that's also not accurate. We need that contrast. We need to have shadow to go with the light. Because if there's too much light, we can't tell the diff- can't see anything. If there's too much dark, we can't see anything. The best example of this that I have ever come across is in a book called The Left Hand of God. And in this story, two people are crossing a tundra. They have been at it for days, and they tell about the adventures of what happens as they're trying to cross this ice-laden landscape. And there is a day when the sun is so bright, combined with the snow and the ice, they can't see anything. And one of them walks into a hole and falls because there's no contrast. There's no shadow. There is so much light. And then there's another thing that happens where it is so dark that they can't see where they're going and someone has a mishap. So in the case where there was so much light that there was no shadow, they couldn't tell where they were. They couldn't see that hole in the ice because there was no shadow. There was no contrast. They could not tell the difference. When there was more balance, when there was light and shadow, then they could tell where they were going and they didn't have mishaps and they were, they were on their path. And this is an important thing to understand, this balance between light and dark, light and shadow. Shadow is not bad. It tells us, basically, light and shadow, the combination of light and shadow gives us our bearings. It says, this is, you are here. That's what it says, is you are here. I'm standing here. I can tell the difference between my desk and the floor and the cat sitting on the desk because there's contrast. They're all different colors. The light is shining in different directions and, and casting shadows and all of that. It gives me my bearings. So let's think about this for a moment. Why are we so afraid of the shadow? Why are we so afraid of the dark? Well, first of all, there's so many stories 
uh, there's ghost stories, there's a lot of fairy tales and children's stories that basically make you afraid of the dark because we think that if we're in the dark, we can't see what's going on. And as just pointed out, if we're in too much light, we also can't see what's going on. So it's not really the dark, is it? It's the not being able to have our bearings. It's not being able to see around us. It's not having contrast. It's having the balance in the contrast and the balance of the light and dark is where we are the most comfortable because it's where we are most aware of where we are. And again, we have our bearings. You know, I run into people, well, I talk to a lot of people, obviously, and one of the conversations that happens is someone's concerned or having a difficulty in a relationship and they say, well, they just won't work on it. They just, they know better and they're smart enough, and they should be able to do this. And I want to say that it may appear that way. But some people just aren't introspective. They just aren't. They're very happy with the life they lead, and they're doing what they're doing, and they're okay. Maybe the people around them aren't, but of course, that's the other people's concern. And then there are people, and a lot of people are like this, and you may even be like this, is I don't want to look at my shadow, because I'm going to find out things that I don't like about myself. I'm going to find out that I'm a bad person. Or if I really start looking deeply, I might find that there's nothing else at all in there that I'm just empty. And all of this fear builds up. And then we, then we avoid looking inside, we avoid going deeper. And that's really, well, it's sad, but it's also just a fact. And so it's like, all right, if I'm really afraid to look at myself, then maybe that's the time I really need to and go into that shadow side of myself, the part that I'm not consciously aware of. Let's be really clear what the shadow is. The shadow is simply that part of your consciousness that you are not consciously aware of on a daily basis. That's what the shadow is. The shadow is not some evil being or evil idea that's lurking in the back of your head. Shadow is that part of you which you are not seeing, which is standing back um, and running in the background. And sometimes that's not good. Sometimes there's some sort of negative stuff going on. And sometimes it just is. But think about how many gifts would be lurking there as well. And I was trying to figure out how to describe this. And it occurred to me that, you know, there's some beautiful, beautiful plants that grow and thrive in, in the shadows. They like, they live under other plants. They live back in nooks and crannies and they thrive and they're gorgeous. There's fish that live way deep, deep into the ocean, places where we can't even go because we would be crushed from the pressure. And they live there. Now we might think they're not think they're beautiful. I've seen some pictures of these creatures and we, they're not colorful. They're not, but they are alive and they're vibrant and they have a life and they live deep, deep, deep into the dark shadows. Shadow is not the problem. Shadow is not negative. It's simply what we are not conscious of. It's simply what we're not seeing. Making friends with your shadow is a really good idea. And I know that probably sounds scary just because we have so much mythology around the dark not being good. And think about, first of all, okay, so 
stop and think about the benefits of the shadows and the dark. On a really hot day, where do you want to do? You want to go stand in the shadows. You want to stand in the shade. If you need to go to sleep at night or even in the daytime, having a room that's not so lit up is really good. You turn off the lights when you go to bed at night. There's a benefit to the dark. There's a benefit to shadow. There's a benefit to shade. Just as there's a benefit to light. We need some light to be able to walk around and not walk into the walls and stumble over things. And here's the really interesting part is that you can get insights both ways. You know, you, if you say, if you go into meditation and you're in a darkened room and you're at rest and you're just allowing the world to drift away, you might get an insight. And what would you probably say? You'd probably say the light went on and we characterize that light going on as a light bulb. We don't characterize it as the whole room being flooded with light. And yeah, that sometimes happens too, but mostly we just depict that as the light bulb coming on one spark of light in the shadows that shows us something. And we think that's very cool. And we go, the light went on and then I got it. And then I was able to move forward. And it can be just a little spark of light or yeah, it could light up the whole room. And it's a flash and boom, it's gone. It was here and it went. And in that moment, you really had some, some good contrast and you got some really good insights. So that's sort of how that works. I can talk about the theory of all of this for, uh, well, another, you know, 10 minutes or so, but how do you start to become aware of your shadow? I think that's the real question here. How do you start to become more familiar and make friends with the shadow side of your consciousness? Well, of course, there's always the formal therapy uh, road that you can take. That's one way to do it, but that's not always necessary. Now, I mean, if you're having a lot of trouble in your life and um, things aren't working and you basically feel totally messed up, then therapy is a way to go if you can, if you can find a way to do that. But it's not always necessary. Most of us tend to think we're more messed up than we are. Of course, people who are really having trouble sometimes don't realize that they are either, but most of us are in better shape than we really think we are. And just taking the opportunity to examine what might be on the shadow side of your consciousness is a good exercise and it might help change some things in your life. Who knows? So how do you do that? Well, one of the ways I have done this in the past is I look at maybe something, one thing, one thing in my life that's not working very well. And then I'll start thinking, well, okay, what are the external things that I want to blame it on? And uh, I go through that. And then I realize that I can't blame it on anything external. There's something external going on that I don't like. But then I have to realize, well, that's my reaction to it and what I'm doing with it in my head. So where do I go next? Well, I guess I have to go next to what is it inside of me that's not liking this or resisting this or trying to push it back or whatever it is I'm doing. That means I get to go into the shadows and look at what's running my experience. And when I do that, I will often just find that it reminds me of something that happened in another time and place, another reaction to something. 
and I'm projecting that experience onto the current experience, or I am just feeling very resistant because there's something I just don't want to do. And so I look at myself, I wonder, why am I being this way? What am I doing to myself? (laughs) How am I getting in my own way? And I usually discover something that I would probably say was living in the shadows simply because I wasn't consciously aware of it. And it can be the most mundane things. Again, you know, if these are really deep, heavy things, then getting help some way or another, finding someone to talk to is the way to do this. But still, there's a lot we can do for ourselves, or at least maybe just, you know, talking to a friend, just to sort out what is going on in your head. And of course, you can write it out. There's a lot of ways to to do this kind of work. Becoming aware of these subconscious things that are running in your head is so beneficial. And sometimes it can be pretty funny. I have a, an experience when I was much younger. I was in my 20s and I was married for a very short period of time uh, to a, a, a man who really didn't like the fact that I had to buy pantyhose to go to work because back in those days you basically bought pantyhose and took them out of the package and they they would they had run before you even put them on and he didn't like that and we weren't very mar- married very long and so you know that ended and a few years later I was married and I was standing there talking to the then husband and I realized I was asking him for permission to go buy pantyhose. And I realized that he was standing there looking at me like I was completely nuts. And then I realized that I wasn't talking to him. I was having a conversation with the other person. I don't know if that makes sense, but think about it. I had a situation in my head. I needed to buy this thing. There was a person in my life who didn't want me to do that. And then there was this other person who really didn't care, but I was so stuck with this, with this other thing because it was such a negative situation that I was still having that conversation with that person, not the person in front of me. That was a shadow thing that was running in my head. I hadn't even been consciously aware what that interaction had done to my consciousness, what I was carrying from that previous relationship. And at that moment was a huge light bulb for me because it was like, wow, when I'm talking to somebody, I need to be conscious and aware of who I am talking to in the moment and not let my conversations and relationships from the past that are living in the shadow interfere or affect what I am doing in the moment. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to use that experience to move you forward or to do things in a certain way. That's not what I mean. What I'm talking about is being aware of what you're talking about or who you're talking to in any one moment. Becoming conscious of what you are responding to when you hear something, you know, we talk about getting triggered a lot. We talk about that a lot these days. In fact, trigger has become a trigger word for me. But it's like someone will say something to you and you'll get triggered by it for some reason. And you might not even know why. Because it's something that's in the shadow part of your consciousness that is running you or is having an effect on you, but you don't even realize what it is. A few months ago, I was working, or I I had said that I needed to write a Sunday talk, 
And one day my husband walked through and he said, so how's your, how's your talk going? And I got, I bristled. I absolutely bristled. And I got through it and I thought, you know, I couldn't figure out what that was, but I just kind of let it go because it was a minor thing. And then the next time it happened, my husband came in and he said, so how's your talk going? Have you got it done yet? And I bristled again. In fact, I just got really kind of angry and I didn't, and I kind of, I kind of snapped at him a little bit, but I thought there's something going on here. And so I started thinking about it and I realized that somehow when, I don't know if it was the way he said it, I don't think it was even the way he said it. It was simply what I heard when he said, do you have your talk done yet? What I heard was a parent saying, is your homework done yet? And I had that whole teenager reaction to it. And I went, wow, I'm not even hearing my husband. I'm hearing people from 50 years ago, like, wow. And so I went to him and I said, I apologize. I understand that you're just trying to show interest in what I'm doing. And I'm reacting like a teenager because when you say that, I hear a parent. I don't hear an interested husband. And so I had to adjust my uh, my thinking a little bit and my reaction. But I have to tell you that even now when he says that, there's this little part of me that still has that reactive thing going on. And so every time he asks me about my talk, which isn't, I mean, it's not constant. It's not like every 20 minutes he's asking me. Yet I still have a reaction whenever he asks that because school was not a comfortable place for me. And so there were a lot of conversations about me doing my homework. And so there's a lot of that programming in my head. There's a lot of that living in my shadow part of my consciousness. I'm not a bad person. It's not, you know, it's not that I'm wrong. It's not that he's wrong. It's just that these things that I'm, that you're, I'm not aware of come up and they get in my face and it's up to me and it's up to you to become aware of where that is coming from. Why are we having that reaction? What is running this? That's the, the real part of this shadow work is understanding where you are in any one moment, who you are talking to or talking about in any one moment. And then you can bring it out of the shadow, look at it, adjust it, and it might even need to go back into the shadow because that might be where it's more comfortable, but at least you have had a conscious re relationship with it, a conscious conversation with it, and then it goes back into its right place. Obviously, some things have to live in the shadow. Some things have to be on the back burner. We can't have everything in front of us at all times. We would go nuts. We wouldn't be able to cope with everything. And I will tell you that right now, this podcast feels a little disjointed. I'm not quite sure if it's making a lot of sense, but I'm going to be with it. I'm going to allow this to be the way it is today, because part of my shadow would be needing to put out a perfect product, which is absolutely impossible anyway. So here's what I would like to say about all of this shadow work, all of this stuff I have mumbled about so far, is that we need balance, we need contrast, we need light, we need the, the dark, we need the shadow. But for us to work in harmony in our life, we need balance there. And when our light and our shadow are balanced, that is when we can love ourselves. 
We can love our conscious side and we can love our unconscious side. And when we love both parts of ourselves, that is when we start to walk the path of love because we are loving ourselves in all circumstances. That doesn't mean that we don't need to refine ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't have stuff to work through. It doesn't mean that we're ever going to be perfect. What it means is accepting that we are multi-level beings. We operate in the dark, we operate in shadow, we operate in light, we operate in so much light we can't even see what we're doing. We are always operating across a spectrum. And being in the middle, being in balance is the ideal place to be, but we will never find perfect balance. Or if we do, it is it is not lasting. It, it is an a moment of complete balance. And then we go to the little bit of the shadow side or a little bit of the light side. And that's okay. That's normal. That's natural. If we were in complete balance all the time, we would stagnate. When we can love ourselves for who we are in any one moment, when we can become conscious of what is going on, especially when there's a situation like I described where I'm having a reaction and I don't even know where it's coming from, And then I realized that it came from something that's so archaic, I can't even believe I remember it. That is when we start to really love and appreciate ourselves because, you know, I forgive myself for having that reaction. I understand, though, that is a normal reaction for me, given the experience and given what's living in my subconscious. Now I'm aware of what's going on in my subconscious in that particular situation. So when it comes across again, I might really still feel a little irritated, but I know where it's coming from and I can shine some light on it and I can let it be. We can't always be conscious of every single thing that's running us, running in the background. And in fact, if we were, it would be very distracting. We're not wrong or bad because we're not aware of certain things that are going on. But if you really care about yourself and want to learn to love yourself, then being willing to look into your shadow side and look at the subconscious things that might be happening, like in my stories where I found I was actually having a conversation with someone who didn't even exist in my life anymore. It's a That's a good example of how we unconsciously live our lives. And so when we talk about the light and shadow, we're really talking about conscious and unconscious or conscious and subconscious and be simply becoming aware of what we're doing and how we're doing it can really change the way we experience life and the way we experience other people and the way we feel about ourselves. Being in balance as much as possible, acknowledging the shadow side, not being afraid of it, knowing that I've got stuff going on here that I'm not even aware of, but I love myself for it anyway, because that is a part of me. It is what makes me real. In fact, sometimes I think it's my shadow side that makes me the most real. And when I accept that and just know that there's going to be stuff that comes up, there's going to be stuff that I don't like about myself, there's going to be stuff that I discover, hey, that's really cool. I didn't know I could do that because it's been hanging out in the shadows. When all of those things start coming together, we are a much more integrated human being and we are much more productive and we're more engaged with the world and we also 
are more engaged with the spiritual side of ourselves. And when we start to accept all of ourselves, the light and the dark, that is when we become connected with source. It is when we understand that not everything can be seen, not everything can be explained, but there is something working in and through us at all times and in all ways. Spirituality is being connected, is becoming, being aware of who we are, being aware that there is this energy that moves through and around and in us in ways that we can't even explain, but we know it's there. And we know that as we put ourselves out into the world, the way we put ourselves out into the world is really important. And so sit down and have a conversation with your shadow. Don't go try to go into the deep stuff. Don't go into the scary stuff. Just peek around the edges of the shadow and see what might be there. Have an experience like I did where you're having a conversation with someone and you're reacting and then you realize, I'm not even talking to this person. I'm talking to someone from 20 years ago. Like, oh my goodness, what is that about? But see, that's also an indication that you are working with your inner spirit, your inner self, that love, that love that wells up within your heart for yourself and for the rest of the world. Because walking the path of shadow and light is the path of love because you're accepting yourself for who you are in the moment, which means you are also accepting the rest of the world for what it is in the moment. It is a fully integrated experience, and it is a path of love for sure. I wish you a wonderful, insightful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.